288 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. The best podcast about the best thing, video games. Uh, how are you doing this week, gentlemen? Um, okay. Like uh, in, your, in your personal life, you're okay, but when you look at the world... We, I try not to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Abortion war in Ohio, which That's I did good. not put money on. Uh, it, was actually, it wasn't even close. It was like no, 56 to like... 30-some percent or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it turns out women don't that's like being weird. trapped in terminal pregnancies. It's crazy. Ooh, that's weird. Imagine that. That's yeah. weird that that these these chicks want autonomy over their bodies. Like, where do they get all <laughs> You know, just what, survive what? A, a medical mishap. One of the Republicans <laughs> so crazy. in the state literally said, direct democracy shouldn't exist. Yep. Yeah, Oof. it's not good. Like, said it out loud. Mm-hmm. On CNN. Well, that's been the yeah. Republican kind of stance for a while now, it feels like. For a little yeah. bit. They're saying it louder and louder each time. Direct, like democ- direct democracy lets people who aren't white and rich have a say. We can't have that. No, we like, have to run out of ballots and then resupply it five times. Like <laughs> most Americans think that you know, common sense gun laws would be a good thing. And, you know, there's just, there's just too much money behind the notion that it shouldn't be. Anyway. Anyway, let's anyway. not get into depressing shit. Anyway. Let's, let's no, it's my wife's birthday news. week. Woo-woo. Let's get into some good news. Um, I can I can see her celebrating for an entire week. I really can. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, I know. <laughs> we we got sixteen people coming to a really nice Italian restaurant Saturday. Awesome. Wait, who's celebrating yeah. for an entire week? What are we talking about? My wife's it's birthday. His wife's, yeah, it's his oh, wife's birthday oh, week. Oh, I missed that. And having having, having met her, I can totally see her partying for a week. <laughs> she's happy a, birthday. She's she's the she's making it musical with a drama teacher, and she is. They'll never listen to this. She's a total bitch. That's honestly jealous of how much more the kids like her. Anyway. <laughs> drama teachers can be that way. In my school, the drama <sighs> teacher dramatic. was awesome. Like, she was, like, friends with all the students. We loved her. We yeah, I know. I've had great drama her. teachers. We called her by her first name. But the music <laughs> teacher was a <laughs> nutcase. <laughs> Weird how that worked out this way. Yeah. Oh, God, did I ever tell you? Okay, I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story of my youth. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Are there any other kind? When I was in (laughs) high school, I was a noted thespian. Mm. Uh, I was well known, like you know, like the the Edinburgh Festival with just a bunch of people like like, putting on. Yeah, but okay, I was like a recurring. I did I did shows in my local fringe like four years in a row, starting from the time I was like seventeen. Like I was I was actually kind of like an up and comer at the time. And in my school's production of Grease, I didn't kind of think I'd get it because again, it's kind of a Seth Rogen look. Uh, I was cast as Danny in Greece. Okay. And uh, and we decided we weren't going to use the theatrical songbook. We were going to take some of the songs from the movie, including John Travolta's falsetto, <laughs> which I cannot do. Mm, who who can? Yeah, well, John Travolta can. Uh, so every night, and like there was other songs in that show that I could absolutely sing. Like there was a song called "Alone at the Drive-In" that I just nailed every time. But every night I would come out there, and the the guitar started going do 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 do, and I would at the top of my lungs, just like the teacher made me do this hellish musical teacher. I would go, "I got thrills that multiply it," and the Ooh. entire audience, Boy, the entire stop. audience would burst into laughter. Oh, yeah. every night. Every but night. you got to keep God. going. <coughs> and um, and part of the thing, you hurt yourself just now doing that, didn't you? That's that well, yeah, sounds but I, like I, you. I've got a cigarette in my hand. Oh, okay. You'll be and fine. smoke <laughs> in my throat, so it didn't help. Okay. Um, 
and so every night there would be a thing at the end of the show where uh, where we had to stand in the hallway and and shake hands with anyone who walked out and wanted to shake hands and talk to us. And every person who walked up with me would just get an, I'm so sorry about that first song. I'm really sorry about that first song. They made me do it. So sorry about that first song. <laughs> like, like, like seven nights in a row of that. It was absolutely horrible. Anyway. Oh, but interesting, interesting thing about that. You know Fred Penner? No. No. Fred Penner was, okay, have you heard of Raffi? Yes. Raffi? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fred Penner was Canada's Raffi. Okay. Um, he, had, he had a TV show and everything for years. He was like a, he was a hero up here. Fred Penner's daughter uh, came to see one of the one of the productions of my shows, and she's a fully trained singer. She's very musical. She went off to work in L.A. and she said I could sing, and that made me feel huh. pretty good. Yeah, anyway. okay. Just not in that falsetto voice. <laughs> no, no, that did not work for anyone <laughs> except, for, except for this psycho teacher. Um, so uh, <laughs> last week I picked up Alan Wake Two mm-hmm. and Super Mario Wonder. Yes. And if you go and look at the PlayStation Network store right now, I think it's there's a sale going on until the 18th. Proteus is 30% off. Ooh, you should play mm-hmm. this game. In fact, I have played this game. Excellent. Yes. So I uh, I went I ran through the first level of Proteus and it's definitely given like, you know, good hardcore Doom vibes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the presentation is very much old school with just a little bit of modern kind of sheen to the effects. Some some of the lighting's cool. The, the blood effects were pretty cool. Yeah, like the gore is like it's nice and gory for like mm-hmm. a pixel art game. And I beat the first level, and then I went back to playing Miles Morales. Uh-huh. Or oh, sorry, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two. I just went right back <laughs> to Spider Man Two, and just having well, yeah, because I play as Miles one hundred percent of the time, unless I have to play as Peter. Uh, I like the way he. I, I like his animation more. I really do. It's uh, way it's, better. His it's anima- way more expressive. His animation is better, and like whoever thought that beating up, uh, hitting a bunch of guys with these spider legs that erupt from Peter's back was in any way comparable to Miles's Venom Strike. Yeah. It's not. It's no fun. It's no fun. It's Venom Strike not. is just pow, and you punch a guy thirty feet. That's fucking awesome. Venom Strike is like, look at this toy Tony Stark made me. <laughs> hey, I can be in a tornado sometimes. It will. It will never work. It'll yeah, never just, work the way you want it to. It's, it's just not as cool as Miles. So yeah, like that's what I've been doing when I'm not playing Overwatch. Is just back to Spider-Man 2, playing through the campaign. I just did a couple of the uh, Mysteriums tonight just to earn some hero tokens. Did you at least enjoy that first couple areas of Proteus? Well, first level. As a boomer first, shooter. The first... um, Certainly adequate, but nothing that... Like, I kind of expected Alan Wake... And, God, I keep on seeing fucking, like, the Gotaku review for Alan Wake. My God. I'm actually obnoxious. Um, uh, Sterling just dropped her review, and it is brutal. He also... Yeah, thank fuck! It, he he name-checks Garth Marenghi, too. It's, who? Who's, who's Garth Marenghi? It's the, um... It's this British show that was, like, mocking... St- like, a hacky Stephen King writer. Mm. Like, if Matt Berry was on it. And it's, the whole dialogue is like, Yes, you two, uh... Bussies, weren't you? I won't stand in your way. But, like, ironic and funny, and they actually make a point and tell a story. Better than Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, like, it's, it feels like just the people who have completed it have very positive things to say about Alan Wake 2. Alex, did you finish it? Because you were playing it. I, 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 I can't. I can't. It's so fucking boring. I just Thank can't. You. It's the oh, same God. shit wow. over and over and wow. over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. And sometimes and, and, and you go into wait. a mop bucket, and you go into, like, a dark place for, like... Three hours and it's boring. And you want to move forward, but wait. Let's go to our mind pal- uh, palace and connect some points 
on a board uh, in our mind. I've just palace. been brute forcing them. I'm so over it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's not interesting. It's not fun. I'm not thinking at all as I do it. I'm just like, does this go here? Does it go there? Does it, okay, it goes there. Let's move on. Like, it's, it's a 7.5 that's getting 90s, and I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Well, okay. In terms of gameplay, though, like, in terms of, like, actually running around and interacting with the environment, it's like a 5. I, like, I give it bonus points for the musical number and Ati. Still love like, it, it's nice to have Ot here, but Ot here is just a reminder that I'm not playing Control. Control! Too. Oh my god, I'm still so mad I'm not playing Control too. I want to fly again. I'm glad you're Jesus. on board with this. I'm glad you're and like I don't have much negative to say about Mario Wonder, but I also don't really give a shit. Like at least with um, with uh, Breath or Tears of the Kingdom, like I couldn't not play that game. I couldn't wait to keep playing that game, and. I can wait to play Spider-Man, but I definitely still rather play Spider-Man than any of the new shit that's come out since it. Um, so really, we're just rehashing. Which isn't much, episode. yeah. <laughs> well, we got Alan Wake. We got we got Mario. Yeah, like there's some, there's some relatively heavy hitters that maybe could take my attention, but they don't. They're not yeah. as good. They're not as good as Miles. Uh, so what is uh, Chamberlain been playing this week? Uh, well, I did finish up. Forgive me, Father. Okay. And I was playing it on normal through the first four of five acts. And it was hard. Some of the did bosses it, are... Did you turn it down? I, well, I had to, but there's a bug. There's a reason I had to. Oh. So the first four areas, the, especially the, 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 bo- the fourth boss, is just basically a, a giant Cthulhu-ish fish that's in this area that you move around. It's, it's really hard and really chaotic, but I got him. I finally got him. Get to the fifth level, and the fifth level is... It's huge, and and the the first checkpoint is like ten minutes in, and then you can return to the checkpoint. But what had been happening is, in previous levels, they kind of loop back on themselves as you unlock areas, and there's usually a checkpoint, and the checkpoint is a drunk sailor <laughs> sitting by a lamppost, okay. and he usually yells at you when you walk past. Oh hoy! He's a, it's a great looking character. You find this first checkpoint in the first level of Act Five, and it was tough getting to him. And you, you checkpoint, you save it there, so if you die, you go back to that point. Now, this is not a Souls-like, right? When you mm-hmm. get to the checkpoint, everything that is done stays done. Yeah. And that's what it was like for the first four levels. Okay. <laughs> Starting on the fifth level, and I, I have to hope that this is a bug. Nah. I died. Went back to the checkpoint, and every enemy was back. To the point where there were guys, there were guys next to the save point that attacked me as soon as I loaded the save. Okay, did you figure whether or not it's a bug? I I did not because I I gave it a couple of tries. The other problem is it's it's limited ammo. I mean, I I, I don't have enough ammunition to kill all this stuff. So I gave it a couple of tries. It kept doing it. I rebooted it. I you know I did rebooted the system and it kept doing it. So I'm like you know what I I I just want to see this through to the end. And dropped it down to the easiest level and <laughs> finished off the last four levels of the fifth act. Fifth act. Um, it's still good. It's still really, really good. I just hope this is a bug. Because if it's not a bug, it's really a dick move <laughs> to drop that on there. Uh, um, you got the Soulsborne patch. Sorry about that. We meant to yeah, see, <laughs> and and the problem now is I don't know how hard the last level really is because. All, all the dropping the difficulty really does is decrease the damage you're taking. The same number of enemies are there. They do the same things, but you go from being very squishy to being laughably powerful. 
So you can just face tank stuff on the bottom difficulty level. So I don't know how difficult Cthulhu himself was as a boss fight. Because, you know, I would take hits and it didn't do much. <laughs> so, I mean, you I still know it. Maybe I'll go back and... Tried to turn, turn it back to normal just for that fight, just to see. Uh, I could have, yeah. Because you, you, you're... He has definitely thrown a lot of stuff around. There's also an unfortunate amount of platforming in the last couple of levels because mm. the, the, the world becomes more and more disjunct and now you're jumping on patches of reality and it's just the abyss below you and it's sometimes not very easy to tell where you're going to land like a lot of jumping in first person games is. Yeah. Um, thankfully it didn't kill you. You would just fall and then lose like five health and respawn back at the beginning of the area. So it, it had the common sense to not instant death you but still that kind of platforming if you're not going to get it exactly right don't do it. It's not. It doesn't work. So that was done, and now I'm, I'm going to tell you something you're not going to believe. Okay. The leftovers of Telltale, the actual people, not not the zombie that is Telltale now that did the expanse or whatever, but okay. the actual people who were in there went out and founded a new studio studio called Dramatic Labs, and That's they have released true. their first game. No, they didn't. It's not true. Because you just said I wouldn't believe you, sir. You were peddling falsehoods, clearly. Well, what you're not going to... Dramatic Labs. Dramatic Labs, okay. And they've released something. And it's good. What's that? Star Trek Resurgence. Oh, they got a Star Trek license. Click. Yes. Okay. And Star Trek Resurgence is a very good Next Generation episode. Probably a two-parter. Hmm. It's, it's a, a well-crafted three-act arc with an A plot, a B plot. It's got betrayals. It's got cameos. It still plays like a Telltale game, which means the animations are stiff as shit. It doesn't look very good, but the characters are relatively interesting. It looks better than anything Telltale's done before, basically. It's a new engine. It's a new engine, yeah. Thank God. They need it. They they, need that. (laughs) They love the the one-eyebrow race. (laughs) So, like, whenever somebody's bemused or annoyed, one of their eyebrows goes up. Um... Did, did the, they the give a nodding gif? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the, uh, the problem is that it's 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 a good three act story that's dragged out for quite a while. Especially the third act just gets dragged out longer than it needs to. But it's got it's got some good fan service in there. I mean, no 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 huge spoilers on this. Ambassador Spock shows up. Riker shows up as captain because this is after the Dominion War. War so Riker's not super old. Okay, but is is he flying that like the ugly uh, ship? Yes, it's like a it's like a galaxy class with a colossal gun on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, he's this, got is, his this ship. is Riker. It's the guy with the big gun. Mm. Yeah, he's, okay, he's, he's, and, and that was Bruce Greenwood in the movies. Who Riker? Riker, I think. No, Riker, Riker is Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes, my bad. Yeah. Who am yeah. I thinking? Um, but it's. The, what I really liked a lot is that it, it, it calls it calls back to like a first season episode of Next Generation. Like a one off episode. And and light spoilers here, I suppose. Um, nobody remembers this. I didn't remember, I had to look it up. But but the Riker, the Enterprise and a Ferengi ship end up around a planet nobody's been to before. And there's an entity on the planet called Portal Two Three, and he is a guardian for an incredibly advanced race that died out 600,000 years ago. Hmm. So he's been guarding nothing for 600,000 years. And it's just kind of happy that people are there, but he's also kind of a jerk. The, 
Riker impresses him with the human wit, because of course humans are witty. Um, and Sun Tzu, actually. And this calls back to the Takan Empire, and they're kind of coming back, but it's just... I don't know. It's good Star Trek. It's good, solid Star Trek. The humans are the, are the clever good guys. Spock is there giving everything gravitas as it needs. So it's it's good Star Trek, but it's proof that this telltale model of games, it's run its course, right? The dialogue choices are fun, but these stupid mini games between things are like, why am I doing this? Why am I? Why do I have to hold this little circle in this other circle for three seconds to get to the next part of the plot here? Can we can we find another way to do this? So I'm I'm hoping that this is just them that crew doing what they know how to do. The dramatic labs like doing this, and maybe they'll be allowed to evolve and do something else. I don't know. I I, I did not play. Was it the Expanse? That Telltale, yeah. the zombie Telltale yeah. actually made? Nobody talked about that. it, so I, I took that as a sign. Yeah, I mean, this one is... This is not some crazy 9 out of 10 game, right? This is this is a 7.5. If you're a Star Trek nerd like me, it's an 8.5, just because I love seeing some of this stuff. I, I'm down for an 8.5 Telltale game, for sure. It's it's a... I mean, it's, got, it's as good, I think, 8 hours, 9 hours, depending on how what you do with it. You've got... Your, your 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 primary character is the new first officer for a science vessel, and then your B character is a lower decks engineer. He's not even enlisted; he's just kind of there. <laughs> so it's two very different points of view, and and there's a, a pretty cool invasion of the body snatchers thing that kind of sets sets in like who is real and who's been possessed. So it's it's got some serious good moments in it. I was I was just I, I did not expect to be that pleased and just kind of chuffed with myself for like enjoying Star Trek again. I'm like, this is good. It was okay, well you, I imagine you got this off... Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I rented it. No, I, I, I rented it. Um, I don't know how much this cost. I don't know. It, it doesn't strike me as a full-price game, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'm hoping seven, it's not. 7 out of 10 from IGN. Oof. 71 on average. Yeah, eight, eighteen reviews. Oh yeah. No, nobody's played this. It's like nobody has time for this kind of game anymore, and I can't blame them because we all played The Walking Dead, and we all played the Batman ones, and and then we all played Tales from the Borderlands, and we've kind of had our fill of the three dialogue choices. So and so will remember this gameplay. I'm at the point, and Baldur's Gate three kind of answers this. Why can't we put this on a better game? You mean why can't we put these choices in a game that um, has some gameplay? Plays like plays like Mass Effect is what you want. You want yeah, to it's kind of what yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Th- this would be put put this story and and the moral choices onto a game with like cool combat that looks good, and now we got a game. Make that episodic, but make the shooting actually good. Yeah, they did that, and they called it Mass Effect. Basically, they did. But really, I don't know since, what I call it these Mass days. <laughs> since Mass Effect, the closest you're going to get is Baldur's Gate, I'd say. Uh, but Baldur's, the choices in Baldur's Gate are significant. They they really have they really feel like they have an impact. Austerian will remember that. <laughs> no, Austerian no, approves or disapproves. Usually disapproves. Yeah, he always disapproves. So there are a couple of points in the Walking Dead games, they always, I mean, you had choices, but you always knew that it was going to loop around to the same ending. There was always the illusion of choice. Mm-hmm. And this one has a couple of choices where 
I wasn't entirely sure how it was going to turn out or how it was going to end with it, you know. And there was one point because I could see when it auto saves. There's one point where I didn't like my choice and I just powered it off and and and, and cheated and went back and did the other choice. But it it doesn't feel quite as as linear. I'm I'm sure it all ends the same way at the end. But there, you know, with what happens to the characters and or or the captain or who dies and who doesn't die, it does actually seem to be you know up to up to the player, which is good. Okay. It was fun. And I also played 20 minutes total of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh my. I have no right. opinion. I, I did, no, I did it today. I installed yeah, it today and, I, and that's all I had time. I just haven't had time for it. Um, although, just to prove to you that nothing changes, in the opening thing, you're supposed to follow somebody. Hold in the A button to free run. The character you're following runs up and jumps on the thing and leaps over, and I leapt off in the other fucking direction and landed in the street because Assassin's yeah. Creed hasn't changed in 15 years. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't buy that. Okay, good. It, I mean, it's it's the Don't same. Worry. That that division is getting shut down. Really? Already? What? The what? Barrage Studio already has layoffs. Oh, well, well no, layoffs is one thing. That's just the industry doing what is. Except for Take Two. You guys read those articles about Take Two today? brutal no no okay well take two notably hasn't done layoffs like most other uh most other uh companies and they i'm were sorry saying, gearbox yeah and the 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 reviewers were like okay well how have you managed to do this when like every other major video game company is laying people off and they said okay basically we always look at our studios for uh, making them as as efficient and lean as possible and we're always sizing them appropriately for what they're doing most other studios, when the pandemic hit, they beefed up big because they're like, video games are going to boom. And video games did boom, but we didn't do that. We just kept on doing what we're doing and making sure our team's an appropriate size for the work we're asking them to do. And yeah, that's it. We just we didn't let the pandemic affect our choices, and every other company did. Wow, good management. Crazy. Yeah, weird, Amazing. weird. Especially for yeah. Take Two, especially for the Hour Eye of Sauron, right? <laughs> you don't expect <laughs> a kind of such a thoughtful response from them. Uh, what has Alex been playing this week? Alex has been playing Dead Space mostly. Ah, the remake. The remake. It's quite good. I'm trying it hard. Is. And it is. it is easier than Resident Evil 4, yeah. but different. And just a much better sense of atmosphere. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's a better game. It's the better yeah. remake. Although yeah. I do... I, I just wanted more medals, and Resident Evil 4 gave that to me, and I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I I love all the little additions to the Dead Space remake, like it it just took it took everything that you already loved and then just gave you a little bit more to do and in that world. Let the villain do more shit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. But like the the combat is the same satisfaction. The graphics and the art direction just are fucking killer in that. Game. Everything sings so good. Yeah. Uh, what I got um I forgot I was still subscribed to the Hundleball subscription, so I got a. Uh, was it House of Ashes and the Quarry for twelve bucks? No. Oh. Okay. Um, having played both of those, the Quarry is just poor man's version of the first one. Um, what was the other one they made? Oh yeah, the uh, one with the Wendigos. Yeah. Yeah, with one of the Ronnie Wendigos. Malik. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of that one now. Uh, but that's the better of the two. Dead by Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, that's that's, that's, that's no, no, that's that's, 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 that's the catchphrase from Evil Dead. Um, it's also until the dawn? Until, dawn? until dawn. Until dawn. Yes. That was it. Yeah. So the quarry is just poor man's until dawn with characters that 
no, I mean, there are no likable characters in the game. Um, and then House of Ashes. The one in um, Oh, uh, It's the one in Iraq. Iraq. Yes. Right, 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 right. It was one of those... Um, uh, uh, they, they it was, yeah, Dark Pictures a, Anthology. Yeah, the Dark Pictures Anthology. They did a series yeah. of shorts. Yeah. Yep. Um, House of Ashes, I remember, was not terrible. Hmm. Well, you're, if you want to, if you want Telltale games, Alex, you've got them. They're just horrible. I do. I do. <laughs> Did you play uh, them? But I haven't yet. They're just sitting there. I'm thinking about it. I do House thinking of Ashes before the quarry because the quarry is just full of unlikable teenagers, and you want them all to die. And that's that's not that motivating. <laughs> but no, like I'm having a I'm having a much more fun time in the higher difficulties of Dead Space because in Resident Evil Four, it is demand for if you want to play at a higher difficulty, it is demanding you to finish the game in at least eight hours, which isn't fun. You have to literally drop everything. You can never do any side quests. It's it's a worse way to play the game. It's, it's harder because you have to like manage resources more effectively, but it's just like stressful in a. Like I, I, I'm trying to relax kind of way, and this is kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a lot of choices made for the Resident Evil 4 remake that I don't think improved it. No. Unlike I just I just want my um my, my Ashley um armor again, and I can't have it because I'm not gonna beat the game in six hours. Fuck off. What, 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 yeah. Ashley gets like armor? What? Yeah, in the original, if you beat um har- like if you beat not professional mode, but like the it was a harder mode. You actually be able to wear a suit of armor, and everyone that tried to pick her up would break their back. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I know it was great, and now it's basically like an end game reward. I think the Chicago typewriter is still in there, but I haven't seen it. It is. I'm pretty sure I paid money for yeah. it. <laughs> and then I didn't play that game. I didn't even finish it. I did like the Sadler fight more. They fixed that. I don't remember it. No, at the very <coughs> end. Um, but yeah, than that, just tootling along in Skyrim before bed. I've never did the Solstheim DLC. I'm on that now. I'm back in uh, Morrowind. That's kind of neat. I never did that DLC. It's good. It's a, it's a new landmass. You, you want more Skyrim? Here you go. <laughs> I'm almost 10 years too late, but hey, it's still, I love my it's still there. I love hearing that they sold 3 million of them. I like hearing that they're expanding the their inventory, doing new things. They sold 3 million copies of the DLC? No, they sold 3 million Steam decks. Oh, oh. Well, that, you see, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. I think they sold I, quite a few more than 3 million copies of Skyrim. I had yes. a, a couple Steam decks come across my desk now that have been sold to us. And and every time I hold one, I think of you, and I'm like, this is, this is kind of heavy, though. <laughs> it is It is the reason I, I, I have biceps because of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it did feel nice. The thumbsticks felt so, pretty good. I wouldn't be so cut if I weren't a gamer. Yeah, yeah I know. No, I, I make my my addiction work for me. Gotta get my lifts in. But no, with the kickstand, it's actually quite comfortable. But you gotta buy that kickstand, and that's like twenty yeah. bucks. But the version I have is down to four fifty, huh? Down from five fifty, huh? Did, didn't yeah, you say that the there's, next there's version? There's a reason for that. Didn't you say the next version was going to be four hundred? The next version with the 250 gigabytes of space, I think, is like 500. Oh, I thought you said for OLED and the and the well, bigger battery. No, there's there's three tiers of it, right? There's oh yeah, they, they, they haven't even listed those prices terabyte. yet. <laughs> yeah, the, the, here's the thing: the OLED one is only the 512 and the terabyte. The 256 gig version is not getting an OLED screen. Oh, what? okay, okay. 
the 256 version is not getting the update. That one's not changing. Huh. So they're literally it's it's new SKUs. It's it's the, the yeah, it's five twelve gig They're going to continue selling the base model, basically. Yes. But yeah, you that can also get this this hot hot OLED. And mm-hmm. OLEDs are pretty hot, man. Those are sexy. I've never seen one, so I don't know what I'm missing, and it's gonna stay that way. I saw um, someone say the screen was sharper. Like yeah, a higher resolution screen. Won't that no, kill the battery just, more? The, no, the the OLEDs just handle color better. They handle the darks better, and the colors mm-hmm. are just just brighter. So if if you take an OLED switch and you put it next to a regular switch, the the difference the is difference is striking, surprising. Yeah. yeah, I mean it it makes a big difference. If you don't so. have a Steam Deck yet, I think is the right way to go about this. Like if you've never thought about picking one up for five hundred bucks, you can get a fucking miracle, a gaming a heavy, PC that fits a, a new heavy, nightstand. Heavy miracle. A heavy, heavy miracle that with a kickstand and and like a firm pillow <laughs> will be something you never knew you always needed. You can use it as an effective weapon in a pinch. Uh, yeah, you totally could. It's like four pounds. You could, you could, you could probably knock someone out with it. So I don't often talk about my experiences in Overwatch, <clears throat> other than to say I'm pissed off with the state of Overwatch. Um, but that's I, okay. I had the league's still there. I had oh, some pretty, oh. I had some pretty good moments. <laughs> Shut up! I had some pretty good moments over the weekend. So scroll down and check out the link I just hit you. Saw and that. Go, go to. I want to say eight minutes and forty-five seconds, like oh, right okay. at the end, pretty much. I'm going to leverage my multiple pieces of technology here. What the heck? So I'm playing with, uh, with both my brothers. I'm playing with my younger brother and my older brother. And this was an absolutely brutal game. And at the end of the game, uh, they had taken it, like we had both taken the point to 99%. It was the final round, if we win. My brother comes out on ball, which he's not very good at, but he gets to the point with time to touch. And, like, people are running in and dying, running in and dying, running in and dying. And then in the last seconds of the match, I run in, uh, I kill the Mercy... I land a pulse bomb on their tank, which kills their Echo. Then I kill their Kiriko, the other support. Then I get the killing blow on the Mauga. And at that point, our Lucio brings up a keyboard and writes, Clutch Tracer. And man, that felt good. <laughs> it felt so fucking good. Like, yes, in the, in the when it came down to it, I pulled it off. It was fucking amazing. But this whole, this whole last weekend of Overwatch was absolutely fucking awesome. Because BlizzCon was last week. Mm. And on the first day of BlizzCon, I want to say Friday, they came out and said, here's what the next tank hero is. And if you want, you know, details on my I'll, I'll tell you. But here's what the next tank hero is. He'll be unlockable in December with the next Battle Pass. Uh, but everyone can go hands-on with him right now, starting right now. He is in the game right now for all modes except for comp. And oh. so... And so, like, I went upstairs, and I turned on my PlayStation, and I went, and it took, like, 90 seconds for the training room to load, because everyone was doing this at the same time, and I got to play this new hero weeks before he's out. It was fucking awesome. I got to under... And usually, they'll put out a video that shows his there shows their abilities without any information. It won't tell you what the cooldowns are. It won't tell you what the damage numbers are. It doesn't do you, do you any fucking good. And they put that video out. And then they let you go into the training room with him and see what the cooldowns are, see how much damage he does, see exactly what his weapons do. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So, like, the population surged over the weekend. 
Um, and the games just felt really, really good. Because we're all just having fun with this new ridiculous tank who's not balanced at all. His ult, I fucking hate, it's Tracist. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is that yours? Is that yours? I'm sure someone said it prior to me, but this definitely That's is crazy. Uh, because I enjoy that. If you're playing like if you're playing an Ana, or if you're playing a Roadhog or uh, a Reinhardt, and you get and he ults and his ult is awesome. He just like and he drops this thing down that creates <clears throat> a 1500 HP circle or, or a cylinder around him that goes up into the sky and has a roof on it, so you can't jump out of it. No one can leave the cylinder. He can't leave the cylinder. His allies can come in and out of it, but if you're an enemy who's been trapped in the cylinder, you can't leave. And if you're a Roadhog or an Anna or a Zenyatta, that's fine. Turn around and fight the guy. Uh, your allies can't heal you, and his allies can heal him. Your allies outside the thing can't shoot him because the thing is a shield, and they can't heal you, but at least you've got a fighting chance. If you're playing Doomfist or Tracer or Genji and you have movement abilities in your kit, fuck you, you can't use any of them. 100% of Tracer's abilities are locked out when she's in that fucking cage, which is really nasty, but I also learned if there's a Malga on cart and it's just a Malga and there's me on Tracer and he doesn't have his ult, I'm going to kill him. Like, Tracer beats the shit out of him, he can't land shots on me. I have, a, I have a clip somewhere of just destroying a Malga. Actually, I didn't put it on YouTube. but uh, So he's a lot of fun to play against, and he's a lot of fun to play as. So that oh, Tracist actually dates back to a seven-year-old Overwatch video. <laughs> That's not yours. Well, it's you wouldn't know Overwatch. I deleted all mine. That's so Tracist. That's true. You may have said it first. But it's, it's a seven-year-old Overwatch video. What did you Google to find the first mention of Tracist? How do you do uh, that? I, I just scheduled That's Tracist. Oh, okay. So then I have to Google, I meant That's Tracist, not That's Racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, let me see here. So yeah, I got That's called funny. a clutch. I got called a clutch tracer by Lucio. An enemy Kiriko was like, Tracer, come on, man. I kept on killing her. And an enemy Brigitte from PC said, I just assume you need a shower, Tracer. Mm. And my, my brother, my brother insisted uh, that what they meant was that I'm playing all sweaty, like I'm playing try hard, and I'm like, no, that's not, no. What, that, that's not what they're saying. No, I that's, that, yeah, that's, that's not I don't think that's what they're saying. Elsewhere, in my personal Overwatch news, my brother bought the entire $75 Les Seraphim pack. Okay. The entire one. The one including the skin and the emotes and the victory pose for Brigitte and Sombra and Tracer and Kiriko and D.Va. But he didn't equip any of the skins. <laughs> and he kept on, like, like I kept on seeing him do these victory poses. And I'm like, so wait, you got the victory pose for this other person as well? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I bought that victory pose. I'm like, you said you only bought 750 coins. And it took him all weekend to admit to me that he had purchased the entire thing and then just not equipped any of the skins because he was scared of what my reaction would be. Because <laughs> he knew how angry I've classically been at Overwatch. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Feared your righteous indignation. Yeah. And, I was weak, uh, brother. <laughs> so yeah, o Overwatch was awesome this weekend. I hope every time they release a new hero going forward, it's handled the way Mago was handled here. Because this is definitely the way to do it, to get your... Like, it got me super involved. It seemed to get the entire community super involved. And it wasn't just, like, 
were not actually giving you any information, like they still didn't really give us any hardcore information, but then we would have to wait until a streamer, who they gave early access to, would let us know what those numbers are eventually. CarQ, here's good looking out. Um, but uh, yeah, this was great. And on Alex's recommendation, I did finish watching Gen V on Amazon. Amazon mm-hmm. It's Ooh. good. It's good. That that ending was oh man, I was sad with that. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer. But they 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 earn their magneto, I think. Mm-hmm. And they set up a good season two. Oh, and, a great um, season two. Yeah, the fact that she's only got one hand now. Like, what is she gonna do with that? Oh, it's gonna be robotic, you know. That. No, but but she but her power is her other hand basically now. Mm. That's it. Um, and and then yeah, the fact that she has the exact same power as the head popper. I was so happy when the head popper showed up because I just find that woman delectable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then it's revealed that like their power is identical, so you know where her power is going to go eventually, and you're kind of excited to see that. Yep. Um. Like, it was moving places around for the boys, but honestly, I thought it was better than the last season of The Boys, period. I know. I think if I went back and watched the last season of The Boys, I'd disagree. Because, yeah, the last season of The Boys had uh, Herogasm, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there was some great shit in there. And, yeah, and, but they, and, and Stormfront it's fun as that was the, a lot. Wasn't that the Stormfront season? No, that was season two. Was it? Oh, no, yeah, 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 Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy's last season. I love Soldier Boy, though. No, Soldier Boy's great. And yeah, Soldier Boy showing up in, in the dreamscape was pretty fucking hilarious. But, listener, mm. if you have ever enjoyed any movie or cartoon or TV show recommend I've given you, write this down. And I'm going to warn yep. you right now, uh, the show I'm about to recommend contains gore, nudity, sex, smoking, and violence. Ooh. A few weeks ago, I saw an article uh, just kind of talking about uh, the themes and um, how female characters are treated in a new Netflix anime called Blue Eye Samurai. And this week, I just, you know, whatever, I'll turn something on and I'll watch it. The first episode of Blue Eye Samurai is absolutely fucking awesome. Like, if you love Kill Bill, if you love anime like Sword of the Stranger or Ninja Scroll, uh, Samurai Champloo, um, this, it, it's an anime that pulls just as much from kind of Western revenge flicks as it does from anime and Kurosawa films. Uh, the protagonist, I don't think it's too big of a spoiler to say, is a woman of, um, who was born with blue eyes. And when she was born, there were only four white men in all of Japan before they were outlawed. And, um, and this is a real thing that happened historically. Like they sh- Japan completely shut its borders to all outside countries. No one could land. And there was some illegal trading going on, but that was it. Like, you were not... If you were white, they would kill you, basically. If you were a child with blue eyes, you were a monster. So this little girl who doesn't have a dad and was raised by her mom, basically, swears an oath when she's like seven that she is going to track down these four white men and kill them for making her what she is. Um, she is... Uh, I don't, I, I'm not sure it's the first episode that goes into it, but she ends up um, apprenticed to a blind sword maker who can't see what she is. Um, 
and by just working with him she ends up witnessing all the great swordsmen who come to get their swords made by the guy and he says in order to make a sword for you you have to show me every technique you will use it for so that I can understand even your most secret hidden techniques so she learns every sword school in Japan and then at the end of episode one she goes to this renowned fighting school just to ask where she can find this person who might know where one of these white guys is and she has to fight her way through the entire fucking school and it's <laughs> goddamn awesome and it got me into it and I was into it for the next next four episodes and then episode five happens episode five is called the tale of the ronin and the bride it is one of the best episodes of television i have ever seen in my life oh shit oh wow okay it it begins well the last episode ends and this episode begins with basically an entire clan of um of criminals who are going to wipe out some allies of our hero and slaughter her there is an army of them and uh instead of starting with that <laughs> which is where we left last episode it starts with um a little no play that someone is watching far away and the no play is the tale of the ronin and the bride and as that story is told we cut away from what's happening with the attack on this brothel basically to earlier in our hero's life, her name is Mizu, earlier in Mizu's life, where she once considered just being a normal person and maybe falling in love. And we know Mizu. <laughs> like, Mizu is not interested in that shit at all. She is a stone-cold fucking killer, and she has no time for anyone's morals, anything that doesn't serve her revenge. She is not interested in. But there was a time when that might not have been true. And so the entire episode keeps cutting back and forth between this spectacular white knuckle action and simple romance and each time it cuts away from the romance you're like oh what was going to happen and each time it <laughs> each time it cuts back away from the action you're like oh my god she's going to die and like it just does this again and again and again over the course of the episode until like i was welling up in tears watching this fucking tv then i watched episode 6 which has excellent use of metallica for when the bell tolls <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. There are eight episodes, and at this point, I think it was yesterday, the day before I watched episode six, I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. I will finish it this weekend. Like, late at night, I'm going to smoke a bowl and watch an episode on Friday night, I'll watch an episode on Saturday night. Just to just to stretch out the experience of watching Blue Eye Samurai. I checked it on Rotten Tomatoes, because I really hadn't heard anything of it. 100%. No. Yeah, people love it. What, no, critics, 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. it given that I've heard so little about it. 93% I think audience rating. Yeah. Listener, Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. And I hate CGI animation as a rule. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. The story is spectacular. Ooh. The action is fucking sick. We've got George Takei yes. as a voice. I don't yes. recognize the name of the protagonist. Maya She does a great Erskine? job. I don't recognize she, her yeah. name. But we've also got Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, who yes. you would know as Shang Tsung from the yes. old Mortal yes. Kombat movies. Yes. <laughs> and there's 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 a couple other guys Fatality. in there too. Oh God. Um, okay. Randall uh, Park. Randall Park. Randall Park hey. really really kind of knocks his role out of the park, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, it's excellent. It's absolutely oh. fucking excellent. Um, 
Have you seen Invincible Season 2 yet? In, oh, I wa- there's one episode. Yep. Yeah, I rewatched the entirety of Season 1 in preparation, and then I watched the first episode of Season 2, and it's like, oh, <laughs> that's all we yeah. got so far. Like, I, w- I just want more. I just want more. And like, I'll watch the whole thing. I'll watch it, right but now. apparently the first four episodes are slower paced, and they're just setting up what's going to be the rest of the season, and I'm kind of disappointed not. in that. And that won't come out till the summer. Ex- exactly. Well, the summer, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be spring. Oh, is it spring? Oh, thank God. Uh, actor strike is over, so people can actually start working again. That's true. Get back in the Spider-Verse booth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Fuck, yeah, we're going to get that sequel. Thank God. Um, 2024, my ass. Next year's going to be bad for movies. <laughs> yep. Headline? You think they wouldn't be lighting sure things on fire? <laughs> no! No, because it's more expensive to destroy art than let anybody see it. Yeah. No, no, it's oh, more expensive God. to distribute it. Oh, I, There's oh, not okay. many people's graves I would piss on, but David Zaslav's is one yeah. And Steven Spielberg would be right there next to me. <laughs> so sad. Just the naked greed. Yeah, and and, and you, it's, it's not even the greed. Business. You can be a little more artful about your greed. You're just and, you're no, just burning just shit down. It. We can all see you do it. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like good business practice either, especially when you're a fucking entertainment company. We made some entertainment. Get rid of it. I mean, yeah, the tiki bar is successful for a little bit, but uh, you know, it would be catastrophic to our bottom line to release this movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice hundred-year-old uh, picture company you got there. Shame if something happened to it. <laughs> Headlines. In entertainment news, longtime feminist resource Jezebel is being shut down by Geo Media after it failed to find a buyer for the site. Uh, the guy sucks. The people like it's basically a hedge fund bought uh, bought that company. Strip, let's yeah. just call them, start calling them strip miners, and maybe maybe yeah. shit will change. Yeah, like they're not interested in just just having a successful media site. They need one that returns an extra ten percent every year, and that's you know not what impossible. Yeah. I call so, it failing with style. So we're just <laughs> losing valuable things. Uh, the SAG after a Screen Actors Guild strike ended today. Yay! Yay! They can no longer legally puppet your digitally scanned corpse. In Saturn news, Sony and Nintendo will each put up 50% of the budget to produce a live-action Legend of Zelda movie to be directed by the Maze Runner's Wes Ball. Live-action, you say? Live-action, I do say. Live-action, I doubt. Excuse me, princess. Yeah, so so let's think here. How much money did the Super Mario Bros. movie make? Roughly all like of it? Million or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, it made, like a million? Yeah, it made a lot of money. Yeah. And that was CG. And it was fine. Questionable voice casting aside. So why are they doing this live action? I don't fucking know. I think because live half, action half I think they're about to get anyway. real humble. I think live I, action Zelda is kind of the fantasy. Like it's like the fantasy that we've had ever since we saw that dark version of Zelda that never came out yeah, on N sixty four. Okay, fine, fine. It's it's live like action real, Zelda. Like realistic Zelda. But all of the enemies are still gonna be CG. You don't know. Do that. we still get, you know, Kissable Shark Boys. Bring in the fucking Jim Henson Company, man. I, yes, God, God okay, damn it. That okay, fine. Jim Henson's yeah. not Dark Crystal Zelda. I will take it. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be fucking... Okay, that could be very, very good if they did that and didn't do CGI. Um, the other thing I think is a big question is should Link so? talk in the movie? And I say no. Oh, man, they're gonna How? do it. I don't have... A- no. Okay, after Think- Mario, I have no confidence in them making any interesting decision at all. Uh, that, I, th- I think that's fair. But I also think, like, going back to that conversation we were having last week about how certain artists get great things out of themselves by reducing their options. Yeah. And limiting, and limiting the tools they have to work with. Um, so, like... And sometimes shows do this. Like, God, there was an, there was an episode of something where there was just no dialogue through the entire thing. I'm trying to think of what it was. I can't remember. But it was just that those artists challenging themselves to do it, like the episode of Family Guy where Stewie and Brian are stuck in the vault all weekend. That, and then there's just Primal, which has no dialogue at all. Exactly, Primal. Primal's a great example of how interesting your storytelling can become in the absence of dialogue and how interesting your choices have to be to maintain the audience's attention. I think if they take, look at that more as an opportunity to guide themselves creatively to do something really special with it, fuck, it could be really special. That yeah. said, based on precedence, it'll be fucking terrible. Here's what happens. A 67-year-old shareholder is going to be like, uh, we're paying for Tom Holland and we can't hear him talk. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that dies. But I can't, but yeah. I can't imagine who it should be. I feel like what it should be is a beautiful young woman playing Link. Oh, they're not. They are not ready. That will not play in Peoria, as they say. Be amazing if they did. But be amazing. Like don't 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 let the character link be female. I understand that. But okay, back to Gen V for a hot second. Thing. There you go. That's one of the best transgender stories I've ever seen. That was great. Uh, Gen V. Oh, the person that simultaneously both genders. Did it actually feel like a trans? Well, okay. Okay, yes it was, in that it really didn't give a fuck that the character was that. And, like, the character obviously had to deal with some tribulations as a result. But what annoyed me about it was how often someone said, they'll never pick you, you're a non-binary Asian. Like, right, that came like, up a lot. It did, but, but I love the scene just, with their parents. Just having Jordan as a character, who is who's part of the team of heroes... And they are non-binary, but that really doesn't define any of the choices they make or the struggles that they have. Really. I, I cherish... In, in, in the context of the show, and that's what I liked about it. I cherish arguments with parents I haven't heard before. And that was a great fucking argument that I've never heard before. Like, where you're just like, oh, his dad's an ego... His, her dad's an egomaniac. And, like, so a couple lines of dialogue, I just, I can hear, like, ten years of history between them. Loved it. It was like when girl, I, that was. And there a girl. I, she's really cute. Yeah. No, I'm not saying like it's, she also makes a cute guy, but man. No, but it's, it's just like you're doing this just to spite me, your dad. I'm like, oh fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hulu revealed this week that it has renewed Futurama for two more seasons at ten episodes each. Yeah. So one more season. No, no, there will be twenty more episodes. No, I know. I get, that's what the seasons used, used to be. be. Twenty episode seasons. Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Uh, FX will produce a series based on James Clavell's Shogun coming February 2024 to Disney Plus in Canada, and the cast does look really good. But I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I heard you're fond of that. Okay, I've read the books... When I used to work in a gas station, and 
my my town has two newspapers, and over the course of the of the shift, I would read both the liberal newspaper and the conservative newspaper, and then I would continue reading Shogun for the rest of the shift. I, and then I once would, I was done, I would just start over again, and I worked there for like two years or so. I read that book many times. <laughs> I'm just trying to, to process what a conservative apart. Canadian newspaper looks like. I'm just assuming just uh, racist, more racist. No, really no, hates the natives. Yeah. No, like the indigenous. Okay. How to put it? No, it's just always putting a positive spin on what the conservative viewpoint is, and always putting a negative spin on what the liberal viewpoint is. Like that—that's all what conservative yeah. is. is you got yours. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, conservative. In my experience, conservative is spin towards a political uh, position, and liberal is just accurate media. <laughs> it's just the truth. Like this is what's happening. And hey, most, what if we didn't have to let the mentally ill die in the street? Yeah, what if we fix like, that yeah, again? Yeah, we we could fix that. Maybe that would be a good thing. And yeah, like almost Christian. Uh, Funny that. You know, in Overwatch news. Wait, no, the other piece of entertainment news. I know no, not many people care about this anymore. Okay, the go escapist, ahead. Mm-hmm. The Escapist still exists, or did. Earlier this week, they fired somebody, which did figured... Did fire him? No, 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 oh, they, they, fired, they fired somebody else. Okay. Yeah, they fired the, uh, the editor-in-chief, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which triggered a mass walkout, including the only person that actually mattered that was still at The Escapist, being Yahtzee. Yeah, who was still him. doing, yeah, still doing zero punctuation. I was surprised to hear that. So no, the escapist is the escapist is officially done, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's been done for a while. It's it's yeah, it's gone through several versions of itself. Um, and it just became smaller and smaller, and smaller with each yeah. version. Yeah. Um, uh, but less than twenty four hours later, somebody found the Patreon of what Yahtzee and the editor in chief are actually doing. And on it, they they actually wrote a blurb on there saying, you weren't supposed to find this yet, we're not ready, this was just a placeholder, give us a week, we'll get back to you. Because they they weren't, they're they're not doing anything with it yet, they're literally just in the the planning stages so far. A lot of uh, Kotaku alums started after that. Yeah, yeah. I love Luke Plunkett, I'll follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, so I started following that on Twitter, and then Tycho, uh, well in the the, new Penny Arcade this week, they actually name drop... There's another one, but when I when I googled the name, I came it came up with like six different businesses. Mm. Uh, so the one it's called Second Wind is the other one. So there's Aftermath, which is Luke Plunkett and them from uh, and and like some other big names from Kotaku are there. And yeah, something uh, called not Second Ash Wind. Parish? But if you Google Second Wind, I you think? get a bunch of businesses. So I can't find it, whatever it is. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely follow Aftermath. Uh, <clears throat> in Overwatch news, Blizzard confirmed the Overwatch League is over today and will pay out $120 million to the 20 teams involved. God damn. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Good riddance. Uh, dis- well, one of the reasons this is, I think, good for the game Overwatch yes, is, part, is part of uh, part of the reason why balance would be so fucked sometimes is they would balance things specifically to force the league players to play differently than they had been playing last season. Because people would get bored of just watching the same Genji dive the whole time, or, or goats, or whatever. Oh, I never so, get bored of watching Genji die. No, not die, <laughs> dive. Dive on ah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> Despite Xbox banning disability accessories and fighting game sticks, they confirmed this week that they will continue to allow Zim cheating accessories, as in my, my, mice and keyboard used in Overwatch. They, they didn't ban fight sticks, they banned unlicensed ones, so you have to pay them to put their stuff in them. Yay, Which Game Genie Packs. 
Yeah, hey, here we go. sucks. Uh, the read work for Roadhog will go live on the 14th this Tuesday, so I'm pretty curious to see what that is. Usually they would have teased what one of the changes is by now. He's supposed to get a new ability. Uh, BlizzCon was this past weekend. <clears throat> new tank hero Malga, who will be coming in December, was playable all weekend from Friday afternoon to Monday morning. The next DPS venture had a little gameplay shown. They have a giant drill weapon, and they can burrow into the ground and become invincible, freely moving around. Uh, <laughs> the, nec the next support is currently codenamed Space Ranger, and she had her concept art shown. Current competitive points, which you can use to buy gold guns and nothing else, will be converted to a legacy currency starting in Season 9. The new competitive points will be the only way you can purchase the new emerald weapons, which are somehow mm -hmm. better than gold weapons, I guess. So hear, hear me out. They're green. They are. That makes them better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just means I think it means that like for certain skins, it might look better than the than the gold. Oh, but, okay. But okay. but she's got a new hat. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> you know, they're they're gonna go through emerald. Then there'll be sapphire. Then there'll be ruby. Now, now we're doing diamond. Pokemon here. Hold on. Yeah. Now we're doing Pokemon. Yeah. Um, this season's brought to you by the letter Y. Sun and moon. <laughs> Uh, Ultra a new sun. game, <laughs> a new game type called Clash will be coming in 2024. So there's a map with five control points. Two currently belong to your team. Two belong to the enemy team, and you fight over the fifth one. Whoever wins the fifth one goes on to attack one of the ones that the enemy is currently holding. You get all five points. You win. Um, we'll see. Uh, the release of the Les Seraphim skin pack in Overwatch 2 somehow moved the game into the top grossing games on Steam list. <laughs> Ouch, really? Wow. Yeah, it did that well. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And then someone said something nice on the official Overwatch forums, and that's really fucking weird. Like, if you go to any forum, people are not really nice to each other. They're just interested in proving people wrong for various reasons. What? And, on the internet? Never. Yeah. And there was a thread about, about Moira being able to fade during her ult, which means that a tracer can no longer reliably pulse bomb a Moira during her ult. And that's a real pleasure for the Tracer. <laughs> and they were sad that that was gone. And I put in, I have a good clip of a Pulse Bomb on an Ulting Moira somewhere. Let me find it. There we go. It's at this, it's at this timestamp in this video. Chef Kiss. Um, and then someone writes back. Oh, come on, stop it. Uh, Love your clip. Silky smooth tracking. 10 out of 10. Every time I play Tracer, there's always a delay after every blink to look for my target again. And I write back, practice, 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 and slowly upping your sensitivity on console until you're at like 97. Thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I can see a lot of practice and effort went into you playing Tracer. Respect. And I was like, oh my god, oh. I gotta take a screenshot of that. This is like, that's like three sentences and no one said anything about your mom yet. Is this, know, are you, were you on the internet? Or was yes, <laughs> yes, and I was like, it was like screenshot, picture, no one will believe me. Uh... Also from BlizzCon, an expansion for Diablo 4, Vessel of Hatred, will come out in late 2024, Alex. It will feature a new class that has never appeared in any Diablo game before. I might be ready for Diablo 4 again by late next year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of regret giving up my, uh, um, shoot, the, the bear person, fuck. Dru Druid? Druid, thank you. Oof. Maybe I should check it out. Like, who worships trees? Ah. <laughs> you should. Here's what the thing. Again? It's it's a good game. I know yeah, it's I a know. good game. I, know, I, I, like, I like the it's beta. It's a good game. And it just, it's, once the campaign's and over, it just stops. The game just stops. And now that Activision is no longer, now that, like, I don't know if, when does 
Microsoft actually acquire Activision? Has it happened already? It's happened. Uh, it's it's happening now. They're in the process okay, of hiring so, people. And so then maybe I'm technically now giving money to uh, Xbox, Microsoft? which which ha- yeah Microsoft, which hasn't fucked all these particular companies into the ground. Just companies like Rare, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all those companies that they bought. So <laughs> at this so point, I think Rare is leaning into it. <laughs> uh, they like their gilded cage. Yeah. Ju- during a court case with Google this week, Epic Games revealed that its Epic Games store still hasn't turned a profit. <laughs> well, man, it still exists. They're taking on I, Valve. Like here, that's a real David and Goliath. And David is Epic Games. What the fuck? That's a big David. I I straight up bought Borderlands Three again on Steam just to see just to see that maybe it runs better on the Steam like that way, and it totally did. And yeah. So for the right price, I will totally pull all of my Epic exclusives off there onto Steam. That's how much I like the Epic Store. Fair enough. It's a yeah, like store. it. It runs like it runs in the background constantly, and it's and Steam does too. But Steam's not quite as bad as Epic. But I did uninstall the Epic Game Store. I haven't played Dark Ascension two since. Uh, it, yeah, nobody likes that game. Dark Ascension two. Like not nowhere near as much. Well, certainly not as much, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And once it comes to console, I'll be right back on it. And we'll you want get that DLC? You want your we'll Crusader back? Of course I do. I want to see, when the console one comes out, I want to know if you do the same thing you did the first time you played Darkest Dungeon 2. If you actually finish it on your first run. Remember that? The first time you um, played the beta of Darkest Dungeon 2, really? you cleared it. Yes. Okay, but that was that was with a bunch of mechanics that hadn't yet been put in the game. Oh. The game is not designed to be... It's definitely not designed to be beaten on your first run. Okay. This current game, I, I doubt I could do it with the current iteration of Darkest Dungeon 2. As of November 13th, Monday, PlayStation 4s and PlayStation 5s will no longer have Twitter integration. I will never again be able to just take a screenshot of a scoreboard in Overwatch and put it right up online. It's a pain Man. in the butt on Xbox, too. That, that integration's gone on Xbox as well. Oh, really? Since when? Yeah, you have to... Yeah, you take... Basically, you can... You take a screenshot, upload it to your OneDrive, send a send a push notification to your phone, pick up the push notification on your phone, download the image, and then you can attach it to Twitter. Okay, well, that I would like more than nothing, which is... Like, apparently, there's a way to do it with the PlayStation app, but... Every time I open the PlayStation app, it wants me to log in again and put in my password yeah, again. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I, I want to know what Elon said to piss off Sony this much. Oh, you're going to have to pay us or something, probably. Yeah, give us money to keep this integration. So, I, I just Sony's think... like, you don't understand what this... We're giving you content for your platform. You want to charge us to put content on your platform? Fuck you. Fuck you, Elon Musk. And he's like, I don't think you know who you're talking to. And they're like, I think we do. <laughs> Talking to the richest man in the world. I'm so funny and smart. Uh, Valve announced the Steam Deck uh, OLED today. It has a sharper screen, according to the press release I saw, and a longer battery life, and will start at $400. It, they also said that the Steam Deck 2 is in the works, but that is two to three years away. They have also said that technology for it does not yet exist. <laughs> it's it's got to be some cooling issue they're trying to work on, with that small form factor, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's quieter, too, and honestly, that is tempting. Mm. It's loud. The thing is loud. On Baldur's Gate, it is. Hmm. I can, I can, I can fry an egg on that fucker. <laughs> uh, almost everything else works great, though. Like the only major complaint I have after like almost 
tasting almost every single game I love in my library, the XCOM 2 loading screens are very long. That's my if I complaint. If I had a Steam Deck, it would just be a Darkest Dungeon 2 machine, I guarantee it. And I'd love it. I would love it for that alone. Uh, man, it's it's the Bethesda box. They run great. All of them, except for except for uh, Stardust, uh, Starfield. Well, Starfield. Which, speaking of, their, um, oh, their yeah, new yeah. beta test for PC with the um, DLSS for NVIDIA cards works great. Looks really good. Like The frame rate jumps aren't amazing, but it's a lot sharper. I'm seeing a lot more detail on an already crazily detailed game. Wasn't uh, there a thing that yeah. like, they weren't going to do that? Uh-huh. Okay. So I, I think there was a quiet <laughs> revolution going on at Bethesda. Hmm. Like, we are hamstringing, like, at least half of our market on PC. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but you think doing that would be in breach of some contract that they made with NVIDIA, right? I don't know. Or whatever yeah. the other card manufacturer. Todd's are. retiring. That's kind of sad. Yeah, but he's been doing this for, like, 40 years. Yep. Is, like, that, that's the goal. Only- I mean, Todd's been working for the company for his whole career, yeah. hasn't he? Nice work. Todd Howard's get been it. anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, da-da. Uh, Spider-Man Two sold over five million copies in its first eleven days. Yeah, that's some good shit. Good game. Insomniac Games confirmed this week that Miles Morales will be the main Spider-Man of the universe moving forward, pretty much guaranteeing Spider-Man Three. And also, Tessa admitting, "Yeah, this is this was a Peter game. We know. Yeah, <laughs> the last ones. Yeah." And, but that to me is finally get, promising me the game that I've wanted since Miles Morales, because <laughs> I love Miles Morales. But it was it was so short compared to Spider Man and Spider Man Two. I wanted more of that, and I just uh, I was thinking about that today. Why do I give a shit about Miles more than Peter? Because Miles or Peter was was the only Spider Man that I was aware of my entire fucking life. Like Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. Define Spider-Man for me, and that's why I like the first the first game. And but I don't really give a shit about Spider-Man really beyond those awesome action sequences, the clock tower fight against Doc Ock in the movie. Fuck, that was amazing. And then Into the Spider-Verse happened, and now Miles Morales is the only Spider-Man I care about. He's got the <laughs> best story. Those yeah, he's got the yeah. best story. Those movies are that fucking good. Yeah, and the um, second one, hey Miles, defend your right to exist in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. God, I can't wait for the sequel to that shit. Um, Super Mario Wonder sold 4.3 million copies. Tears of the Kingdom is up to 19.5. God. Has Tears of the Kingdom outsold the first Zelda yet? Uh, That's physically impossible. Yeah, I would be surprised. Like, um, Breath came out at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone's touching that. No, was Breath well of the Wild before, was a launch title. That was well before the pandemic. Yeah. Was it? Breath of the Wild was, was, was a launch. launch. Yeah. yeah, a Switch launch title. And I remember when it came out, it actually sold more copies than there were Switches. Yes. Curious. So. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. Uh, people were buying, like, ones to not open. No, or buy ones because they couldn't find a Switch yet. Oh, apparently Breath of the Wild is only 31.5 as of September 30th this year. Okay, so tears will pass that eventually. Tears will pass that. Uh, da, da, da. Warner Brothers says it's focusing on transforming its gaming franchises into live service games, including Batman, oh. Mortal Kombat, and Suicide wow. Squad. Bad Talk decision, about Warner not Brothers. The room. Okay, well, well, what they're saying is if we can't turn these video games into casinos, we don't give a shit. 
See, and this is this is the Discovery team again. Like this is the team that yep. uh, that shut down that uh, that Roadrunner movie. They're not hard to read. Yeah. So this is going to be really bad for creatives. Yep. Well, yeah. it will continue being really bad for creatives. Kill the glimmer of bad for fucking see, suicide. What I would love to see. So Mortal Kombat One is not doing that, but I would love if let's say Warner Brothers does this to have NetherRealm split off and do something else. Because all well, you mean just the studio done. quit? Yeah, well, just, 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 you know, Ed Boon and all his cronies quit. Mm-hmm. And they go out and make something else. Because all Ed Boon and NetherRealm has done for forever is Mortal Kombat stuff. They did Mortal Kombat versus DC, and they did Injustice games on the side. But just just take the reins off and do something insane. Yeah. Which they will cool. not, won't, that won't happen if Warner Bros. owns them forever, so... I honestly can't wait for that Suicide Squad Suicide Squad game to come out to see how bad it really is. There's just yeah. like I want to see that train wreck. Yeah, I just I, but the thing is, it's like it's like watching a Donald Trump trial. I just want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's really fun watching him squirm though. And yelling at the judge. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's every it's a four year old. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched any of it. Like I don't need to see. It. I've seen enough. He's just he he he's so petulant. Just like yeah, a four year old being forced into detention. That is that is the energy. This is very unfair. It's very unfair. You're very literally that. Yeah. Uh, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Literally that for hours. It's actually really sad. The first DLC for Darkest Dungeon Two has been announced with two new heroes: the Duelist and the Returning Crusader. There is currently no price point or release date, but I'll get it. Risk of Rain uh, Red- 2's got some DLC coming, too. Oh, really? What's that? Um, Survivors of the Storm. And I will get it. Because, hmm. damn, that's a fun-ass game. And there hasn't been DLC for like a year and a half, and I honestly thought they were done. There's still people playing it. I know people who play those games. Uh, Revenant Hill. The next project from the Night in the Woods team has been canceled, as a core member yeah. of the team has become hellaciously ill. Wow. It's really sad. Must be a really small team. Yes, and it sounds like the guy got sick and then just got sicker and got sicker and got sicker. And mm. it didn't sound like it was cancer or anything. It sounded, it sounded, it read to me like it was like COVID complications. Yeah, long COVID. Speaking Something of. like that. Okay, so you know how word on the street is we all got these, uh, these vaccines so COVID doesn't kill people no more, right? Yeah. More or less, yeah. yeah. So a buddy of mine, uh, his mom like sprained her ankle or some shit. So he takes her to a local hospital, and they're sitting in the waiting room, and this woman comes in and explains that she's tested positive for COVID. She feels really, really, really awful, and her husband just dropped her off. So they sit her in a corner of the waiting room away from everyone else, and they take her vitals every 30 minutes. Then they put her into, uh, they put her into room A. 20 minutes after that, sirens go off, cold blue room A. This woman, Ooh. when it was fine, she was talking, she went into that room and died. Really scary, man. That is really scary. Yes, it is. Uh, but there are literally billions of us as people. Weird things are going to happen. Yeah, I'm not convinced it is weird. I think it just stopped getting reported I, on, like a school show well, in the States. That, you're, not, you're not wrong, but I'm trying to do what the smart people tell me to do. I don't trust. A lot of people smarter trust, than me. I don't trust all the smart people. Well, well, well the, the, uh, yeah. I'll yeah, get my next shot. I haven't yet, but I'll get it. 
Yeah, I need to get mine. I'll, like, I'll, I'll say this. When I was vaccinated, when I did have COVID, it was, it was a walk in the park. No, I got, I think I caught it again this year, and, like, I had terrible muscle pains for days and was, like, loopy and out of it. Like, man, COVID still hit me pretty good. Uh, I swear I still haven't had it. At least I've never tested positive. And well, I, you do lead like, a charmed I, fucking life. I do. You you are correct <laughs> in that. And, and the thing is, I am exposed to the public on a regular basis. I'm back in stores a lot. Being in my new, like, my, my new position. I'm in stores a lot, so I'm amidst the filthy masses a great deal. But I still have not... I don't think I've gotten it. No, by all rights, oh, I, I died in that Harris Teeter meat market. <laughs> <laughs> the shit I saw people do. Sneeze-wise. Uh, <laughs> According to a leaker with a good history of being accurate, Larian Studios is targeting December 6th for an Xbox release of Baldur's Gate 3, if it all goes to plan. It would be good to get it out this year. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but having it come out in December, again, would give it a media push, which would yeah. reintroduce it to the Game of the Year conversation. And I think it deserves and it's, to be there. it's also not far enough away from the initial release that people have forgotten about it. So, yeah, yeah getting it out this and year for a game I haven't even finished the last act in, it's scary close to being my number one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very special one for the year. It's very very special. Uh, Ratchet and Clank launched twenty one years ago last week. Oh my god! <laughs> a whole a generate. I was there. Who can drink? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What are the Spyro folks doing? Okay, here we go. So oh, you picked up the, you picked up the first one just based. Oh on yeah. Spyro. See, I didn't. I, I didn't play Ratchet & Clank until I was walking through an EB in a mall, and I saw that there was a Ratchet & Clank 2. And I was like, wait a minute, Ratchet & Clank was good enough to deserve a sequel? All right, Ratchet & Clank God 2, damn, I'll try you. And then I was sold for life. But the thing is, after I played 2, I went back and tried to play 1. Oh, it's not. No. It's they not. Didn't figure, no. They didn't figure out the controls until 2. <laughs> no, it, it, okay, 2 is when Strafe started, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Game announced this week that we will get a trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto in early December. Uh, the Game Awards is on December 7th this year. Grand Theft Auto V came out 10 years ago. September 17th, 2013. <laughs> but they also did they did Red Dead Redemption, right? After Grand Theft Auto V. They did. They did. Um, but at the same time, like, fuck, this feels like the first new Rockstar game in 10 years. Because it is. Basically, well, if we yeah, haven't been if, playing if online. We don't, if we don't count Red Dead. Yeah, and... and Which is still going. And the thing, Yeah, and the thing yeah. is, like, every, like, Warner Brothers, obviously, is looking at Grand Theft Auto Online and saying, we need to make that. You can't make that. Nope. You, Sony can't make that. Microsoft can't make that. Bethesda oh. can't make that. A, Only a million studios lie at Rockstar's feet trying to follow in their footsteps. Yes. And... There was a time, like, there was a time when everyone tried, and as a result, we got very few games that punched through. We got, we got, um... Sleeping uh, Dogs, that's it. We got Sleeping Dogs, we got Infamous. Um, Does Infamous count? I don't know Infamous 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 absolutely was an open-world game in a very different direction that Sony went with it. Mm. Um, But it's absolutely an an open-world, like, the open-world action game was pioneered by Rockstar, period. Yeah, but and the action it was, feels of Grand a lot Auto, more narrow than Grand Theft Auto. The action of Grand Theft Auto was always kind of its worst component, the gameplay of it. Yes, yes. But the fantasy that exists within your mind was its great strength. With mm-hmm. Infamous, 
and Sleeping Dogs, the gameplay was really, really good. With um, with Assassin's Creed, the gameplay was okay, but the fantasy of it was wonderful. Um, what Insomniac has done lately with Spider-Man is obviously, you know, taking what the Sony Studios do really, really well, which is excellent focused action, excellent traversal, excellent presentation. Like, they're really knocking it out of the park with Spider-Man 2, but you still can't compare Spider-Man 2 to what a Grand Theft Auto game is. And, like, I fucking... I want Ghost of Tsushima Grand Theft Auto. I want an open-world samurai game that has the amount of interaction with the world and the amount of just inane shit to do that a Grand Theft Auto game has. Wanna, oh, didn't you want that last uh, Yakuza game? I want to go... No, no, no. You don't want Asian? It has Asian? to play well. No, it has to play well. Okay. It has to also be, like, fun combat shit. Like, um... But doesn't but that I, just become tedious after a while? Isn't it, that it where like horse testicles wanna, came from? You don't want to sit there playing the golf mini game all day, but it's fun to go do that golf mini game. It's fun to interact in this world as your character. Like, let me go to a tea house and take part in a tea ceremony in Ghost of Tsushima. Let me, uh, you know, do whatever the uh, middle-aged Japanese. Uh, equivalent of bowling is like let me do that <laughs> you know let, let me let me go let me go to like a, a house and spend uh, or like a geisha house and spend way too much money for a courtesan to flirt with me and then not See, sleep with me that'd be great that's i'd love that a, it's barely a game anymore at that point that's becomes no because simulation yes yes this just expand the simulation of the world in ghost of mm. tsushima but retain that impeccable sword playing gameplay the fun 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 gameplay is the core We're, we will and get then, ghost of tsushima tokyo eventually i'm sure i wonder um but yeah yeah so whatever grand theft auto 6 ends up being um <laughs> like every time Rockstar comes out with a new game, they just throw down the gauntlet to the industry and say, "Beat this!" And the industry's like Spider-Man, and the Grand Theft Auto team walks out of the Game Awards that year because Spider-Man wins. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the year Red Dead Redemption Two and Spider-Man came out the same year, and Spider-Man won? Well, yeah, because one of those games wasn't a fucking chore to play. Exactly. Like it was just one of those games the, the you Sony could play games, again. The Sony games are funner games than what what Red Dead Redemption was. Red Dead Redemption was an immaculate a simulation. An immaculate simulation. Yeah, you can see the grain in your bar of soap. <laughs> yes, but the but the but the game of Spider Man was a funner game. Uh, Still mad about the reset, resetting weapon wheel. Oh god, so oh, fucking, god that's yeah. dumb. That was that was such bullshit. And yeah, so Every a lot time. of the, the lot of the problems with Red Dead Redemption was the designers saying we know better what you'll have fun with in this situation and failing to let the player express themselves in an open world. Which no, is you're not using that gun right now. Why not? <laughs> yeah. God damn. Let, let me choose how I handle this situation. That's the fantasy. And you're robbing me of that. Like you're not a linear fucking game. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be hyped really to see that Louisiana though. That was great. I oh, can't yeah, wait. Louisiana. I can't wait just to see visually what it looks like. Like the improvement, the improvement in visuals between Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption Two, and the uh, the new gen uh, the new gen patch for Grand Theft Auto V. Those were huge fucking leaps. What? How long ago Rockstar was that leak? Because there was leaked video for GTA 6. Was it last year? Uh, or was, old, last year. was it older than that? No, I think it was last year. 
because it was like it was it was, yeah. it was it was pre-alpha stuff. I mean, the game wasn't even close to done yet, so it's. I th- I think they've already seen the protagonist. Cool. Like the animations look pretty fucking cool. I'm yeah. I I believe the leak is there's two protagonists. There's a white guy and a Latino woman. Yep. Yeah. And all apparently the she's also somebody you can hire for heists in Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh. Yeah. Well, they do like doing that though. They do love doing that. Yeah, they, she's the best love, hacker. They love bringing an ancillary character. Oh, she's a hacker. Mm-hmm. Hmm. At least that's what the conspiracy Reddit says. I hmm. just, I just want to see. Yeah, I want to see the trailer. I want, I want to s- show me a sunrise coming up over an ocean in this engine that I'm going to play this open world game in. I can't fucking wait. It'll be great. I'll, I'm, I'm day oneing it. I don't care that they made Red Dead Redemption two. I eventually came around to Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Will they have the balls not to have a Trevor cameo? I hope they don't have a Trevor cameo. I'm, I'm expecting could, him to be, be a major character. Uh, it could be a period piece, though. Couldn't it be mm-hmm. like sitting in the 90s or something? I guess it is supposed to be Vice City again. Good. Based, on, I mean, based you, on what the rumors were. Because 5 mm. was more like current day. A political story in Florida? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I don't know. I have never actually finished the campaign or the story parts of a Grand Theft Auto game. Ever. Really? Don't worry about it. Not once. I definitely finished. No, I finished them all. I really liked 4, yeah. too. I loved 4. I'd I love 5. just stops. If 6 were to just go back to Liberty City, I'd be thrilled. Give me New York again. That'd be great. I got no problem with that. Liberty City was 3 and... Was five uh, Liberty City? Four. No. Four. Four was Liberty City. Yeah. Three was Liberty City, but between three and we four, had San Andreas in there too. Yeah, there was there was and three, there was three, then Vice City, then San Andreas, then four back in Liberty City, and then five San Andreas again. And I love San Andreas. Like I love that setting. And this huge, just being able to drive around the country, I love that drive into rural areas. That was huge for me. I loved that. Well, think about how much technology has changed between when GTA Five came out and now. Yeah. Where now, ha- okay, wait, hold on. Has it changed that much? It's, yes. It's, here's how it has. Here's what matters: the load times. Ah, yes. Good point. Uh, there are, well, for, if you program well, well, there are no load times on the current hardware. Yeah, but let's be honest. That only <laughs> that only happens. With an on Xbox first party, first Sony titles. party title, with an well, I'm sure Xbox pulls it off on some of their first party. Like, doesn't uh, uh, not not Starfield times? Not Starfield. No, Starfield's got some rough load times. Forts is pretty good. Exactly. Forts is pretty good. Fort, Forts is pretty good. You know, God of War, Horizon, Spider Man, fucking ridiculous load times because those are Sony first parties that are really trying to show off what they can do. Um, this is but not the load times are sh- so short it almost saves you time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and no it just way, zooms in on the map. Like it's it's scary in, in but Spider-Man. Theoretically, too. it should save programmers time because you don't have to call up like with the solid state drives. Part of the point of the solid state drive is on an optical drive. In order to, um, you would have to have like fifty instances or a hundred instances of a fire hydrant on the disc in various places so that it could be read quickly. On a solid state drive, you need one. So hopefully that that will make everything easier for for Rockstar, but we'll see. Yeah, technically, I, file game sizes should be getting smaller, but they're not. No, no, they're <laughs> not. It's textures now. 
four K textures there, are kind of kind of big. There's there's some where the the PS4 version of a game will be bigger than the PS5 version. Yeah, I've seen they that. Have to, they have I've to repeat. That. Yeah, they they have to repeat assets on the disc to make it run on a PlayStation Four. Yeah, I've seen that. But then then like f- the new Forza Motorsport was like 100 gig. Like, oh, fuck you. What? <laughs> yeah, the, the new Modern Warfare is 200. I would be surprised oh, if uh, if a Grand God. Theft Auto 6 was under 150 gigs. It's it's yeah. got like 150 gigs. Yeah. Totally. Three Blu-rays. Wow, come on. <laughs> would you believe Red Dead 2 runs great on the deck? I would, actually, the, for the age of that Red game. De- Red yeah. Dead 2 is a seven-year-old game at this point. Is it? Oh, my God. Ha! Oh, you're right. We're old! Uh, I, I played Red... I played Red Dead Revolver! There was no redemption! It was just a man named Red with a skill called Deadeye. And he fought clowns! Clowns in the Old West! It's true, I tell ya! <laughs> On the PlayStation 2! I had to plug my controller into the Ooh. console. I, I have Max Payne 3 on Steam. Ooh. Oh. That would be cool. That Oh, I love that soccer arena. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we I continue the, the long plod towards the end of the year where nothing else comes out anymore. Yeah, I should probably just go back and replay Zelda again. Would it go myself. faster the second time or slower the second time? I think I'd probably go... Okay, well, here's the thing. When I downloaded Super Mario Wonder, it patched Zelda. Hmm. So now I no longer have the duplication glitch. Oh. So I, I okay. can't give myself infinite copies of the best sword equipment in the game. So it might actually take me longer to do Because <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd have to play the game legit, and I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I should check out Diablo. I don't know, but I got another long weekend coming up. So Diablo Four is the best story Blizzard has told in a long time. This is still a high bar. It's, still it's not a high bar. Good God, I've been watching some Warcraft cutscenes. My God, but no, it's good. It's good. I don't. I don't go to Blizzard for narrative. I go to Blizzard's um, cutscene department for narrative. <laughs> Their cuts. I'm telling you, both are. Better than they've ever been. I know. Okay, I what I played in the beta, I really did enjoy the story presentation, and everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone had a write up on that guy getting flayed by the demon. <laughs> My favorite part's about a giant magic snake. Oh, really? oh yeah. When you're hallucinating. Yeah, that makes swamp. you dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That was with the. That was when you were heading out towards the tree with all the heads on it, right? What was the name of that? Yeah, thing? no, it's like the whole there's like a a voodoo act, and it's great. Yeah, what was the They're name? They're very, of that very tree sorry about Diablo three. The tree, the tree that had all the heads hanging from it, the tree of knowledge, the tree of it had a name. It was so cool. Well, tree of whispers. Tree of yeah, yeah. Where it'll tell you whatever you want, but then when you die, you have to give it your head. Yep. Raven comes by and just. Eat your mm-hmm. neck. And you're not really dead. You're kind of now living as the tree for the, forever. So great, great um sidekick or like or um a henchman, really good henchman mm-hmm. in that game. That's a good game. 
All right. Well, in that case, Alex, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Chance, thank you for talking. Oh, no. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Oh.